Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology podcast that helps you through mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation. And boy, do we need that more than ever right now. I'm your host, Aurora, and this is a very special kind of random episode. Uh, We're still technically on hiatus, but I had this great interview with Janu Castillo, and it was just too good to keep to myself. Um, I'm talking about a lot of astrological transits that we're experiencing here in early June 2020, as well as COVID astrological aspects and eclipse season, um, because yeah, you got it. We are in eclipse season and retrograde season. So there's a little bit of astrological goodness here in addition to, uh, what Janu brings to the table. Um, also, I just wanted to give you a quick update before we jump into that Zoom interview with, Jin- with Jinu. Um, I have been thinking long and hard about what it is that I can do as an astrologer and a creative and a white person to help support the Black Lives Matters movement. And it occurred to me that I can donate all of the proceeds from new subscribers this month who decide to sign up for the Daily Dose. And I can donate the proceeds to the Black Lives Matters movement and help, um, you know, put my money where my mouth is. So if you want to get to double the impact of your of your dollars, so to speak, you'll keep getting something from me every day. Um, you'll get the Daily Dose Astrological Energetic Weather Report, so to speak, Monday through Friday. Friday is the... Uh, It's the weekend edition, so it covers the weekend for you, and it's just five bucks a month, but I think that five bucks could do more good elsewhere this month than in my pocket, so um, just food for thought. Anyway, here is the interview with Janu Castillo. Enjoy, and I hope that you guys have missed me, because boy, I've really missed all of you. And feel free to reach out to me on social media at Blood Moon Milk or visit the website bloodmoonmilk.com to let me know. Thanks. Here you go. Here's the show. So welcome to this special edition of Blood Moon Milk. My guest today is Jimmy Castillo. Uh, who is a musician and a healer of sorts, would you say, through your sound work? Or um, yeah, yeah, that's exactly like what I did. Explain how it is um, that you do what you do. Um. So yeah, my name is is Janu Castillo. It's just a yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've been a musician for since I was a teenager. And I've been, um, like, I've mostly been in, like, rock bands and golf bands and that kind of stuff. Um, And um, simultaneously, I also started getting into, like, body work and, like, that kind of healing. I studied, like, a Chinese medicine massage in Atlanta. Yeah, I I read that, and that was so interesting to me. Started like jump in, but like, can you tell me more about your experience with um, Chinese medicine? So, um, I went to school like back in the days, like at the Atlanta School of Massage, and and during that time, they actually would split up like the modalities. And um, so, I they used to have an Asian um, an Asian program 
and where they would focus on uh, mostly Chinese medicine. They no longer have it anymore. I think that all, um, I don't know, I think all schools have like, are catering to the national exams. Mm. So yeah, so I studied there. And um, I am not an acupuncturist, but I do a style of massage called Twina. And like hopping and that which um, focuses on the meridians, acupoint. Um, it's rooted in Taoism. And That's so interesting. So like in different periods of my life, I've noticed that my body will go through changes that seem to also coincide with energetic fluctuations and what's going on with my life in general. Um, which, so like, I mean, we are energy and we are our bodies, right? So it, it makes sense that like, whatever it is you're going through will somehow like appear in your body somehow. Um, but I also feel like this is reflected like at the same time in astrological charts. So, um, I mean, there are different signs rule different parts of the body, right? Like Aries rules the head all the way through to Pisces, which rules the feet. Yeah. Um, I only knew Pisces just because I am Pisces, but yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. You're a sun in Pisces, moon in Libra, um, which, you know, you're a fellow lunar Libra. Am I not a moon in Scorpio? Um, wait, maybe I'm lying because I was looking at your chart before you gave me the first time. So the moon yeah, is actually the moon in Scorpio. Um, I'm not prepared to, I'm not prepared to give that up. Um, <laughs> oh, it is in Scorpio. It must have changed signs like later on in the day. Cause I put, um, I didn't know your birth time when I looked at your original chart just a few minutes. Yeah. And, um, so I just put in the typical, like, uh, 12 noon and so the moon must have just just changed signs so yeah, yeah you scared me for a second <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to do that but I yeah now that I have the, the right birth time so um, if anybody wants to cast your chart it would be March 8th 1977 which was a Tuesday um, yeah. at 4 p.m. in Toronto Canada um, yeah. so that uh, would make you a rising Leo and just looking at you, you have, like, Leo hair a little bit, you know? Which yeah. Rising signs always tend to um, be reflective of our appearance somewhat. Um, right. So that's funny. <laughs> like, not Yeah. Funny, I, I mean, I very much feel like, If I didn't have Leo in me, I wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I could see that. I mean, like, Pisces um, is wonderful energy, but it's so floaty. Yeah. Which is yeah. um when you feel like floating along but yeah. leo um and saying like so uh leo's not leo but um leo loves the spotlight but pisces is all about music so it makes sense that um you are seeking that spotlight through a musical avenue or have in the past over right the- right exactly yeah so yeah that's awesome and so um you also went to school for, for illustration, is that right? Yeah, so I was studying, I was, um, I studied in Alabama, and um, I know it's a really, it's a really strange story, but yeah, I did illustration work, and I studied over here also, and I did, um, my focus was always like, uh, 
like illustration, like comic books, like sequential art. And um, that's what I ended up doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Pisces and Leo both are very energy, like uh, creative energies to work with. Um, and then uh, Scorpio, with your moon in Scorpio, you're capable of intense emotional depths and being able to read between the lines. Oh, did you go away? Hold on. Come back. Cross record again. Okay, great. And what what I was saying was that um, with your rising sign in Leo and then your sun in Pisces, those are both very creative, artistic energies. And then the moon in Scorpio allows for intense uh, delving into subject matter um, and really passionate emotional depths, really. Um, so you're able to use that energy and like productively would like you would hope for those creative endeavors. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about your creative process and what it is that you're working on um, these days. Um, so basically I've just gotten into the energetics of sound because I was already doing this sort of like, um, I was doing energy body work and, um, something that I, I like kind of combined my two worlds together, like music. And I had never done that before. I mean, like I, you see how old I am. So it took me actually a really long time to merge the worlds. Um, but, you know, I, I just people have these like really profound experiences with music, probably more so than anything else, even like people who don't have any sort of like um, the spiritual belief or or like even atheists can like honestly say, yeah, I went to that show and it like blew my mind and it felt like, mm -hmm. you know visceral and spiritual and all of these things and I just like there's got to be something to it now and, and so I, I wanted to start creating sound baths um but once I went into um what that was I, it's really hard for me to just get like a bunch of sound bowls and then call it a day like I needed to know I needed to know what key they were in why they're in that key um and from there I found that there are all these uh like sacred scales that are synonymous with um, like the chakra system, um, the Kabbalahistic um, belief system, which I am already a Kabbalahist. So that was like, really like that just made my, my heart flutter. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And that also to me, like the depth of your knowledge and the willingness that you are to sort of research um, something that a lot of people, like you said, like, uh, they can experience music, but they might not really know much about it on a technical right. level. Um, that speaks to me as an astrologer, as your moon in Scorpio, like giving you those like deep technological understanding and underlying principles um, to allow you to explore what you want to explore creatively. Um, yeah. And uh, Pisces is a super musical sign. I'm not sure if people, a lot of people realize that, but so many Pisces and lunar Pisces too, like lunar and solar Pisces end up being musicians, like either professionally or just as like, you know, a hobby. Um, right. Like a deep appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because of the, like that sort of floaty Pisces energy allows us or allows one to sort of 
um, disconnect from the hard and the fast and the concrete stuff that we're experiencing in the world and then being able to loosen up enough to be able to express what we're feeling energetically through sound, which is probably the closest thing um, that we can talk about energetically in this world that right. is um, an energy, right? Because we can look at the energy of a sound wave vibrating. Right. And we can measure it, but we can also experience it as a certain energetic feeling. Right, um, exactly. And so I think that's, that's why um, on the podcast, I've always, uh, like, even in the early days when I had a co-host, I fought for having music on the Yeah, show. I love that. As an educational <laughs> tool, you know, like I'm yeah. not taking credit for that music um, at, at all. Like I'm not that. No, <laughs> no, no. I think it's awesome that you do that. Like I, I think that that's something that's missing in podcasts in the first place is because it's kind of this throwback to like radio, you know, it's like the new radio and it's awesome. Like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I could totally probably get my ass sued <laughs> for playing the music that I've played. I always try to pay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's kind of a career. Um, but like, I always try to give people credit. Like say, this is this artist off this album, this song. Yeah. Um, and when I was more organized, <laughs> which seems to have become more of a challenge recently, um, I used to even have like a playlist uh, that I linked to from the podcast homepage bloodmoonmilk.com um, and you could just go to that playlist and listen to all the songs I've picked over the course of the life of the podcast just and listen to all that great music um, I realized oh, oh I'm sorry that looks like I should turn this on to silent um, sorry uh, probably a robocall. I've been getting a lot of those lately. Uh, that's, that they always are. <laughs> well, yeah. And, um, also I have, I've been getting a lot of phone calls from numbers that I'm not used to getting phone calls from because, um, so for those who have been listening to the podcast for a while, they know I've taken a break, um, from doing a regular show every two weeks, every month or so. Um, and like part of that reason was because I just felt like I needed time to focus and I was feeling overwhelmed by my life. And that was before coronavirus <laughs> um, yeah. broke out and kind of made our lives a whole new version of what it is. Um, and then once coronavirus happened, like my life got even crazier. Um, and so astrology has really helped me during all of that. But one of the crazy things that's happened um, was that my father, unfortunately, he suffered from a stroke um, about a month ago. And so I've been dealing with um, all of the things like hospitals and assisted living facilities and taxes and like stuff that comes with it. He's luckily yeah. he has survived. Um, and he's um, recovering pretty nicely, but it was, he gave us a good scare. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, as anybody out there listening could imagine having a loved one in the hospital during this time is, mm -hmm. um, extra, it's like its own personal brand of health stress. Um, right. 
Right. Uh, and so like I've been looking at transits coming up and I, I've, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to use this interview yet, but I want to put it out around the, si- the time of summer solstice, which is just uh, about three weeks away. Um, uh-huh. I can't believe it's already creeping up on us like that. Um, but so the summer solstice is like the longest day of the year, which I think always gives us this nice moment, you know, to appreciate what all that is good and light in the world and kind of start preparing us mentally for the darkness that's going to come for the next six months. Cause things will start to gradually get darker again. Well, um, really? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, until winter solstice and it's the shortest day of the year. And that's, right. and it's nice because at least then you're like, oh, well, we know that the light is coming again. Um, right. And so we get to appreciate all the good stuff, but we're also dealing with eclipse season, um, which if you listen to the podcast, you probably have lived through an eclipse episode with me in the past. Eclipses are kind of like portals of destiny and they just sort of uh, like something tends to happen and it's not every person, every eclipse. It really depends on your chart and what's going on in your life. Um, but right now the eclipses, I think they're, I need to look at my transits. Um, but I know the nodes are in Capricorn, not Capricorn. Uh, they moved out of Capricorn and Cancer into Gemini and Sagittarius. Um, Gemini being on the North node now and Sagittarius being on the South node. Um, and so what that tells me is that as a society, you know, South node is all about um, comfort zone and baggage and bullshit we need to deal with in order uh-huh. to more align ourselves with that um, north node, which is like the north node of destiny. Um, and so each aspect, each sign has its own negative aspects that we have to struggle against. And its partner sign can help to balance us out. Um, so Sagittarius and Gemini are where we're at right now. And we're like, Gemini gets a bad rap a lot of times for being kind of surface level, like kind of flighty, kind of like wishy-washy and not really knowing what it wants. Right. Um, While Sagittarius, like, I think has like a pretty good reputation, but it too has its dark sides, you know? Um, So, but what it means, like Sagittarius is Jupiter ruled um, and Jupiter is in the sign of Capricorn. So we're still getting some Capricorn flavor to our... Uh, south node action which means government big business and we have to really examine our philosophies around those bad behaviors because again south node is baggage Um, and we have to come to terms with what society needs as a whole to heal Um, and that's I think where we're seeing all of this conflict coming from it's very much along those ideological axes um, when you kind of break it down um, astrologically speaking it doesn't mean it's easy Jupiter is always big it like wants to expand everything it touches Mm -hmm. Uh, and Gemini is ruled by Mercury so like Mercury Mercury and whatever he's doing will be flavoring this south node 
our North Node and Gemini action. Okay. So, <laughs> I think it's not too confusing, but yeah, just a little. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, but so, how has your life sort of been? through the last few months because I think everybody has a, a different sort of interesting s- story to kind of, um, you know, like to tell that like is unique to you. So what would your biggest personal, um, takeaway be? And then we can kind of talk about your astrology aspects of what's going on with that. So before COVID, I was doing, I was doing this work, you know, um, because I do, because I do energy work with sound and I had just opened up my practice and that was like a really, that was a really big step for me to just kind of materialize these ideas and like really going out there and having, and being able to help people like that's, I feel like that's what my, what I want to do when I feel like I want to do. Cause with sound therapy, I also do ancestral work and ancestral healing um, for people of color because I, because I can relate to that. And I know I, um, that is something that in my own lineage I've had to take care of. So and then COVID happened and I had, I had to put like my dream on hold and I had to put it up on the shelf and trying to navigate around it. But something that I realized is that people still need that space, that people still need that like place to heal. Um, and because there's so much pain, there's so much injustice and there's so much pain. So I started creating this um, like sort of like meditation field. Like basically people can like come out to this field where they cannot be near each other because it's so big. Yeah. And um, they can meditate, they can pray, they can just come and like lay their woes at the, at the, at the feet of nature, you know, um, and having to, you know, going from a very like, this is my business and, and then moving into this sort of um, this area where it's not a biz- <laughs> business, but it's still of service. Yeah. I mean, that it's kind of like, I guess it's like humbled me um, in a way that like, you know, fuck money. <laughs> yeah. like, I yeah. mean, we need it. We need it. But um, I, I believe that there's a reason why everything is being put on hold and everything is just being pulled inside out, you know? Yeah. So we were talking about notes and I'm looking at your chart um, as we talk and as I listen to you and I'm just trying to like, take in what you're saying along with some of the aspects of what is going on. So um, right now, like today, basically, um, your transiting Mars is um, semi-square Chiron, like your name. What, what does that mean? Um, so <laughs> it, it's like a briefer um, transit, um, but... Basically, Chiron is thought of as the wounded healer, um, and it's very masculine energy, as is Mars. Um, And Sydney Square, it's, like, not the worst of transits, um, but it's, like, it's conflict, and it's friction, and it's asking you to constantly sort of adjust. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is some sort of masculine energy in your life that's asking you to change what you're doing, 
or to like teach you a lesson in some way. Um, like in a good way or like the patriarch? <laughs> well, you know, like I think it's up for like, uh, I, I think it's probably a good thing because um, Chiron is generally um, a teacher of some okay. sort, like, um, and it's just like a masculine teacher, but it could be a brother or relative or a friend. Um, but you know, it could also be the man. Um, but I, I think this is probably more personal to you okay. than it is, um, to like society at large, um, is my hunch. Um, but then also you've got, Pluto square your north node, which is like, <laughs> it is a yucky, awful transit to have to deal with. Um, squares are the most challenging of any aspect and Pluto is the slowest moving planet. Um, and he's also, because he's so slow moving whenever he makes an aspect, like whatever happens is pretty permanent. Um, and when he's square your north node, like we talked about, the north node is that north node of destiny. Um, and so you've got some sort of major block really going on. Um, it might be the sort of thing where like if you, you might have been in a rut um, and now you're finding a new way, but you're having to find a new way because obstacles have just been thrown in your path. Right. Um, I don't think that you are the only one who feels that way right now. Yeah, I was about to ask if this is like a general sort of... Yeah, so Pluto, because he's so slow moving, um, he is a generational planet. Um, and so lots of people with Pluto placements in or near where your Pluto is, and I just want to clarify where he's at for you. Um, your Pluto is in... The end of Libra, so 29 degrees Libra. And right now, um, Pluto is in Capricorn. So that's that's a harsh square. That's air, earth. It's like a breeze coming along and a mountain coming up to sort of block that breezy, nice air energy. Oh. <laughs> sort of forcing it to, like, redirect itself. You know, okay. you'll find another path, but... Sure. Like, I feel like that's the story of my life, though. <laughs> um, I mean I'd have to really dive into your chart like a whole lot more um but you've got a lot going on um let's see Mercury and Mars are sesquisquare right now um so like things that used to be like fun for you to do physically and mentally can be frustrating for you right now in some way um you might just feel like you don't have the energy to like get stuff done right yeah has that like I mean I wouldn't be surprised like today I was like oh it's noon and I need a nap um but like I wouldn't be surprised if other people aren't feeling similarly but right um yeah that's relatable I mean like I work I mean because now I've gone back to work I have I have two kids um and then also just the the global energy is is exhausting you know you're like you go out there and you're like well I hope I don't get sick or now that things have shifted and even more and you're like oh I hope that I don't know that the military is not out there you know like it's like (laughs) 
all of this incredibly really negative stuff going out there. It's exhausting and it. Yeah. I don't, everybody should be taking a nap right now because it's <laughs> too much. <laughs> a lot. So also like energetically on top of our like nodal shift in eclipse season that's coming up where we've also got retrograde season upon us. So Venus is in retrograde. Jupiter is in retrograde and Capricorn or not Capricorn. Um, Saturn is in retrograde. Um, so all of these things are going to go backwards and mm-hmm. which is always uncomfortable for us. It's always a change in energy. I personally like retrogrades. I mean, I like Mercury in retrogrades and I don't know about these other ones, but I, <laughs> for something about it, I always really like, I feel like it's like, you know, you take psychedelics to figure stuff out and things get real crazy, but you figure it out. That's yeah. like, that's my interpretation of a retrograde. I mean, that's kind of it, you know, like, <laughs> um, I thought, I've, I've read so many books about astrology, and like, one of the things that have always stuck with me as a, a way to explain, like, how retrograde sort of work, not just like, on a, like, like, astrophysics level, like, why planets look like they're going backwards when they're really going forwards from our perception in, on Earth, but energetically and like spiritually, um, a lot of times when we do stuff, we're like, I think I want to do something in the physical world, right? Yeah. And then when retrograde happens, the energy shifts and it's like something in the physical world forces us to think that we need to do something. And and it's sort of like not what we're comfortable with because we feel like our hand is being forced. Um, right. But usually whatever it is that's being forced is something that needs to happen um, for something else in your life to unfold properly or to give you a new experience, new lesson, you know, and that's kind of like my opinion is that we're all here to learn something. Um, right. We all have different things that it is that we feel like we need to master and learn, but um, we all have something that we're trying to to gain um spiritually from this existence some sort of eternal truth if you will um so on top of on top of that um we as a country america is going through its pluto return um so pluto like i said earlier you know he's the slowest moving planet's um, you know, we have solar returns every year at or near when our birthday happens. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just when the sun goes back to the, the degree of the sign that it was in the moment that you came to the planet when you were born. Right. And so when Pluto comes back around, it's time for a revolution. Um, because that's like that's what the energy brings to us. You know, the sun is like a happy, um, life giving moment. That's what, you know, it's sun, it gives us light. Um, so it's a a more enjoyable experience. Um, Oh, are you You there? Yeah. Yeah, There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so when Pluto comes back around, you know, it's a, it's a slower moving planet. Um, so it's just a more dramatic, uh sort of situation when that happens right like all the issues that we needed to deal with for 
270 some odd years, you know, depending on the retrograde cycles that Pluto has decided to take over his uh, trip around the sun. Um, They're, they just, they need to kind of get shaken up a little bit and sorted out again. Um, And Pluto is, if you're familiar with the myth, he's he's like the Lord of the underworld. Um, So, but really he's all about transformation. Um, and that is what is so painful because we get stuck in a rut, you know, we get sort of in this place that we're comfortable and then Pluto comes along and he's like, well, time to throw that out the window and Mm -hmm. transform yourself, learn something new. Right. Okay. Which our, our society definitely needs. Oh, desperately. Desperately. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, um, you know, in a nutshell, why everything, I mean, so as an astrologer, we can look at the transits of a planet and the picture of someone's birth chart, and we get a lot out of that. We get the story of their personality, their proclivities, like their likes and dislikes, maybe. Um, we can even kind of tell like what their love life or career paths might be like. Can you um, see that? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, you know, like I haven't spent a whole lot of time with your chart, but like, that's what people book sessions for, you know, like is get to like ask all the questions they can think of. Um, And I try to answer them based on their chart and like the research I do. Um, But, you know, everybody has a chart. Every country has a chart. Um, And we're just part of this ineffable puzzle. And we all kind of work together. Right. Um, But when big transits happen in our sky that affect massive amounts of people, like America's Pluto return, um, especially when America, our country, um, our biggest export is culture. Like, it might not actually be, like, a tangible good, but we, everybody watches our movies, everybody wears our clothes, or the clothes that we design and sell to the rest of the world. Sure, Um, that makes sense. Yeah, like, and so when the whole world is watching us, it feels like, and we're going through this moment, like we're going through right now, it can feel like the whole world is on fire and going through that transformation rebirth cycle along with us. Um, And, you know, it is rough stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is. There's definitely other sort of revolution things going on in other countries. We've just never had it at our doorsteps before. That is like, you know, that will put your, our privilege in check, our American privilege in check. That it's like, here's our turn. Um, no matter how uncomfortable it makes a, a lot of people feel. Cause I know a lot of people are uncomfortable. Oh yeah. And you know, <laughs> it's a good thing. you know, I mean, um, discomfort while it's not comfortable, it tells us what it is that we need to address. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, if you put your hand on a stove and it's hot, you're not going to like leave your hand there to just burn off. You're going to move right. your hand and hopefully not stick your hand on a hot thing anymore. Um, yeah. So we we have to make mistakes in order to learn from them. Um, and you know, people are just really fucking good at making mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's like a one from one mistake to another. But you know, it's a it's also a learning process, I guess, right? 
Yeah. Uh, you yeah. have to fail to get a ticket where we would need to get. I mean, some of us, not all of us, but. Yeah. I mean, I think in with um, Jupiter being in Capricorn and coming out of a Capricorn, Cancer, North Node, South Node situation, um, our biggest issues over the last couple of years have been um, uh, the divine feminine being butted up against the divine masculine. And while Jupiter is in Capricorn now, um, we're still kind of getting a little bit of that flavor, but it's being expanded. And then it's, it's like, because of its expansion, it's going to force us to redefine our personal philosophies. Um, yeah. Which is that South node in Sagittarius. Um, situation that we've got going on right now um and so we've got you know 18 months or so roughly to work through that and we've got an election coming up this year and i think the most important thing people can do other than like just burning buildings and rioting and um and that kind of thing because having your voice heard and i'm not endorsing burning buildings by the way i'm just saying like your voice should be heard but people need to vote People need to like absolutely make sure they're registered to vote and turn up and do it. I know right. I'm not trying to tell you who to vote for. Um, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have similar uh, political views as I do. Um, sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. it's it really is important. I know that people don't feel like it's really important, but when you're voting, you're not just voting for yourself. Like, per, I mean, I'm an immigrant, so I cannot vote. And my, my status is also not secure. So even if you're voting for somebody who's not the most ideal person, but still can fix those, those problems of immigration or, or fix somewhat fix the problem of police brutality, then you don't, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for, you're doing it for our society, you know? Well, and you know, you have to do what you can because other people can't do anything. Right. Like right. People who don't have a voice at all because uh, like that's just the the hand they've been dealt by the universe in this particular moment. Um, sure. And so you have to do your civic duty um, to protect the voiceless with your input. Right. Like the. Yeah. Um, and I hope and I think that there are enough good people in this country to steer, to right the ship and to steer us towards a better tomorrow. Um, yeah. But I think, um, and I hate to sound like sort of airy fairy about this because like it, like that kind of energy, like really great. So my rock and roll like attitude, but I really think that we have to find a way to send the whole situation love. Um, like right. finding some way to love, um, even the most conflicting and raging thing find right. something about it. Like I'm not saying you have to love the situation, but like right. find something to send like about it, to send love, to help make it better. Well, uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. It's a, I mean, I call it a Sunday service because I chose Sunday morning on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, whether you're showing up in purpose um, on, sorry, if you're showing up in person or if you're just, being with us energetically is that 
Um, and it's not in the place of protest. It's not in the place. This is not saying, oh, become complacent, just give love. No, this is like, you have to like heal yourself. You have to have, you have to have that loving foundation for yourself. So when you go out there, when you go back out onto the streets and you are doing what you need to do, then you've got that solid, you've got that solid spirit, that solid, foundation you know that it's not going to budge like energetically it's not going to budge no matter if everything around you is just falling apart so i feel really strongly about that 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 aspect of our healing in our society right yeah no i think it's really important um healing healing is the first step to uh reconciliation um, and I think we are going to have to reconcile ourselves as a country saying, okay, we've been doing stuff that we're not a hundred percent cool with. How yeah. do you look at that in the eye, take responsibility for that and move forward in a way that is not as shitty. Um, it's probably not going to happen overnight. It could, but like it, it probably won't. Um, I mean, I have no, I mean, really have no, I have no idea. Like things are wild right now. It's like, you know, like, like (laughs) nothing is normal and that's great. Um, in some ways, you know, I think there's a lot of people living in fear and uncertainty right now. You know, I'm certainly, um, uncertain about a lot of things in my life. Um, but you know, as long as I have a roof over my head and I've got some food to eat and the company of good people, I know I'm going to be okay. Sure. Um, it might not look like I expected it to look, but it could be better than I had ever imagined before. Um, yeah. It's one of these times of chaos and out of chaos comes order. It's just the natural way of the universe. Um, sure. And so this, I think, is potentially a super magical time for people to put their intentions out there and to create a vision of the world they want to live in. Um, but I think, yeah, first we do need to be pissed off because that motivates us to action. Yeah. And it's just a part of who we are. Like there's a thing about like, Oh, we're, I'm just going to be really positive. I'm going to be positive. And you're just like denying this other aspect of you that is not natural. Like, like in Taoism, you, it it does, it literally tells you that you have to embrace that other aspect of you, that within darkness, there is light, within light, there is darkness. It's just the way that it is. And then to say, oh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to like put these blinders on and I'm just going to, you know, I'm only going to be positive and I'm only going to post positive things. And I'm just not going to pay attention to what's going on out there. You're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your you're doing society a disservice. Like it's not a natural thing. (laughs) Totally. And I think, um, you know, it's really hard when you have a a platform or a podcast to like, just speaking from my own experience, I don't know about other people out there, but you feel this pressure, especially in the kind of community we're in, like everyone's like, Ooh, love and light and everything's wonderful all the time. And like, I am over here in the corner playing rock and roll music being like, ah, um, because you know, I don't, I am not like always the most sunny personality. I can be really bitchy and judgmental and, um, not super bubbly all the time. Right. Right. Um, 
but I, you know what, I'm going to be my best, most authentic version of myself. Sure. Um, and I, I think maybe, I hope my listeners um, respect and appreciate that. I try to be as upfront and honest and as real as I can be um, without being like over, like, o- like too much information and overload. You know, I'm, I'm a fairly private person. So doing a ton of content where I'm like, this is my lunch. Like I'm never going to be a Kardashian, you know, like <laughs> making like a, like a fucking like sex video to get attention just as like the exact opposite. Right. Anything I'm interested in. Um, sure. But I do feel like this overwhelming pressure to post stuff and to, to make little memes or whatever for social media. And so I'm kind of like, very deliberately shied away from social media unless I'm announcing an episode, um, which, I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you're welcome to. It's just at Blood Moon Milk. Um, but I, the one thing I do um, on a regular basis is I do write my daily dose horoscopes for my subscribers. Um, and that's something that I think, uh, even through the course of all of this stuff, I, I haven't really promoted because, you know, I don't, I just like don't have the bandwidth to like promote something if people can't find it on their own, <laughs> which maybe that sounds sort of lackadaisical, but it's not that I don't care. It's just that we all have a lot going on, but right. the folks who subscribe have been like, this is amazing. It's an amazing opportunity to get something in my inbox every morning that gives me um, a sort of energetic heads up for the day. Um, yeah. And then on the weekends, I do a weekend edition that comes out Friday. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's only five bucks a month, which I think is a very fair price to get something. Um, so that's a little plug for me since I haven't done that for a while. But, sure, sure. <laughs> so tell me more about your sound baths. Like, where do you do them? You said you had a field. Like, what part? So I don't do, like, out there, it's all transcendental meditation. It's all, it's silent. That we don't, I don't, I mean, I do some sound stuff, but I have done, I've done workshops at Future Perfect. Do you know where that is? In Cabbage Town, those girls are awesome. They have given me, like, an amazing platform. Um, but I also just, like, write music, and then I put it out there in my person, in my private sessions. Like, I, when I go to do energy work with somebody one-on-one, um, not only am I doing like, am I using tuning keys, but I'm also using um, the music in which you're listening to any session you ever have with me. The music that I write is my music and it's all intentional. It's all using keys that are for something specific going on with you. Like I have like a small archive for that. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. that. <laughs> I want a session now. Like that's Yeah, something. come see me. Come see me. I'm at Tara I'm at Tara Mar. It's in West Georgia in Carrollton. And if anybody doesn't know where Carrollton is, so it's like west of Atlanta and it is on an energetic vortex. Really? So if you're like, I'm not going out to the country, well, there might be a reason why you would want to go to that to the <laughs> to the country. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I think we're kinda getting to the end of our time but is there anything else you wanted to say or add that we haven't covered I know um it like once we get started like the time just kind of zips by but yeah no it's um it's fine um people should follow me if you want to if you want to know more about how you can use music sound and healing um 
like how you can use it for your personal, like your personal practice, your personal um, ritual practice for your self healing, for your meditation, for all of that, anything that has to do with your well being, then you should follow me at Energia um, Therapy on Instagram. And I put out so much information, all of the <laughs> workshops that I teach, I just put them out there because I have this like, weird thing about wanting to give things away for free. It's the anti-capitalist in me. So take advantage of that. <laughs> I, I love you, Leo Risings. Uh, my friend, um, I don't know if you heard her episode, Helene Saucedo. She's also, I want to say she's a Leo Rising. And if it's not her, if it's, she, if it's not her rising sign, then it's her midheaven. And I forget because like I look at somebody's chart and then I forget about it later on. But y'all are also like at home and good with the self-promotion. Um, my, uh, like <laughs> my rising sign is Aquarius. My midheaven is in Scorpio. And so Scorpio is just very private. I'm like, I don't want to put myself out there, but I have all this stuff to share. Right. So, well, I've got two accounts. So it's like very private, not private. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for making the time today. Um, I will uh, let you know when this comes out. And um, this was amazing. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I like your show. I think it's great. I think uh, I know that you were not recording or you weren't doing anything for a while. And so just from an outsider's point of view, like, people enjoy your show, like people need shows like this like things that are conducive to their um I don't know to whatever their their thinking is their lifestyles whatever like it's it's helpful it's helpful for people so I wouldn't stop if I were you I know that's a lot of pressure to put on you (laughs) I think I I don't think I want to stop I think I just needed so like part of the reason I I pumped the brakes uh a little bit was because I kind of felt like I had said a lot and I didn't know what new things I could say of course the transits are always changing right um but the way I had set the show up was like oh well this month's moon will be um it'll be new in this sign or it'll be full in that sign and that's pretty much the same every year but the transits surrounding them are what changes um so the energy that's going to be happening on this you know, Sagittarius full moon will be different from the one that happened last year, right? Um, but like, also from a musical perspective, you like it's like when you play a lot of the songs, like for that sign, then you're you're kind of like they're not nobody's out there making like astrological music rock and roll albums like on the regular. Um, yeah, they should be. They should be. Yeah, no, like <laughs> I need to be in that band, even though I'm not particularly musical yeah if you need scales to play I, oh my goodness I know so many people that would be down with that yeah <laughs> play the tambourine and like go yeah or something like I know people that play real instruments <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are like, oh, I, do it. I no offense to the tambourine players <laughs> oh, no it's they're percussionists um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be dragged by tambourine players <laughs> it's funny like in my day job I actually like do a lot of work with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra and yeah 
my boyfriend is a musician. I'm like surrounded by music <laughs> in my life, but I am like the worst to music. Like I'm a big appreciator. Um, right. Well, we, I mean, there always needs to be somebody to appreciate it. Right. Cause otherwise you're just like playing <laughs> everybody, everybody's in the band then. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like I'm a professional like music appreciator at this point in my life. Sort of. Sure. <laughs> like, I wish, like, I mean, I write, like I'm a writer. Um, I could probably write lyrics, but I don't have a voice. Like I, I mean, so if you came and you got a session with me, I actually help you find your musical voice. Oh, wow. Yeah, like there's like, yeah, so if anybody's out there feeling like that, yeah, no, you should come see me and then we can we can work on that. Because a lot of times when people feel like they can't sing um, or they want to, they have that desire, is that actually an energetic block? I believe that. I 100% believe that. It was actually really hard for me to start the podcast because like when I started doing it in the first place because I think I had this internal fear of, like, why would people want to listen to what I have to say? Um, Who cares, though? <laughs> so, you know, but, like, I, I think I'm just, um, uh, like, this is, the, this is, like, I'm a private person. I'm very shy. Sure. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, like, very, very shy. Um, and I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why I'm that way. Because, yeah. like, in small groups and like intimate settings where I know my friends, like, like I'm very like boisterous and outgoing and um, sort of extroverted. Um, but it took me having a, a Leo co-host um, right. when I first started the podcast who could like encourage me to, to do it. Um, and then like once I like found my voice um, with the podcast, like I, I embraced it, you know, um, and then I had a lot of life changes and just the bandwidth um, and the energy just fluctuated in such a way that I was like, I just needed a break. And then all of this stuff happened. So I think I was kind of sensing things on the horizon, you know, and I, I look at transits, right? And I'm like, ooh, that's gonna suck. Um, but yeah. I don't know how or like, especially it, like which special flavor of suck something will be. And so right. I'm in it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this definitely is this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, also right now, currently, um, I've got a lot of planets transiting my 12th house, which is the house of regeneration and rebirth. So like maybe by the time, like next, this time next year, I'll be way more like, ah, like, yeah. <laughs> like when everything goes in that first house and it's like time to like bust out, you know, right. I, I can only hope that by then um, I'll be like inspired with a new plan something like I mean I'm doing stuff like in the background um I'm I'm like currently working on a book um an, an astrology book um it is not picked up by a publisher or anything like that I'm just sort of secretly squirreling away on it like in my downtime um, right. and it's it's about um astrology but also gardening um because oh I love that like oh, yeah that's great during all like this whole thing, like I've found a real love of gardening and it's, yeah, it's helped me to disconnect from the news cycle and 
social media and it's, it's just become this real source of joy in my life. Um, yeah. It's like something like growing, I just never agreed with them. Like I killed like every plant. Sure. A lot of people say that, but like, I think that there's seriously this, this, this shift in energy when it comes to our relationships with plants and it's like, um, us feeling like we need to save them. And we have, we have ancestral connections through flowers and plants that because our ancestors were doing it and it doesn't matter where your family was from you know whether your family was from south america um like indigenous indigenous in south america like me or if you were like i don't know european or whatever like everybody's got like some sort of like connection to plants and flowers oh of course yeah can i can i ask you um where your family was from in south america what what culture is that so venezuelan Oh, cool. um, yeah. Uh, so on my, my dad, but it, within my dad's um, family, like they're Venezuelan, but they were also like from Africa and um, indigenous people of Peru. So they were, um, it's just like a, a mixed match just due, due to, you know, colonization. Um, but that's where it was mostly like indigenous and um, African. Um and then on my mom's side, my mom is from Cyprus, and I think that her people originated from Syria, but they usually just say they're from Cyprus, awesome. which is like yeah. tiny island. Okay. <laughs> Most people don't know where it is. Oh, I, um, I went to school from, with a guy from, who was a, from Cyprus, um, and then a girl, like a Greek girl. Um, and she was from Thessaloniki and she would always like kind of dog on the Cypress dude. But I think that's just like an old Greek yeah. it's, rivalry. It's, it's a weird thing. Cause there's like a lot of like, I mean, to me, like from an, from an, a, a, a you know, I'm, I'm a very like political sort of person. I'm like, uh, to me, it seems like this sort of like um, imperialism versus non-imperialism and Grecians. I have this sort of, yeah, I mean, like, I don't mean to, it's going to sound like a sweeping generalization, however I say this, but. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it makes sense. And I was just kind of like, a, I get what you're, you're putting out there. And I, like, I'm not taking a stance either way. Yeah, it seems um, almost ridiculous, because there's a lot of other things that. But it doesn't matter. It's like yeah. people who get bent out of shape because they're because of Spaniards versus somebody somebody who's not a Spaniard. Um, that is just imperialism brainwash, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's like a, a that's material for a whole other episode. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're that's a yeah that's a Pandora's box. That, yeah. But it was really great talking to you. I do hope to make it out and have a session with you at some point. I think. Oh yeah, please do. If not, you can come on Sundays. Um, yeah, I mean, you follow me now, so you'll just see. I'm not. I'm not posting my own content for a while. Um, so you just know that it's out there. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a lovely conversation, Jinu. Um, yeah. And uh, I will see you around. Stay yeah, safe. just stay in touch. Tell me when the show comes out. Yeah, well, um, stay safe. And I hope your family is all well. And, you know, I hope that there is some sort of really, truly 
um, healing and inspirational energy that comes your way out of all of this. Yeah, cool. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye.